I was at the bar the other night, chopping it with my friends. All of a sudden, some pretty chick walks in the bar. She's pretty hot. She's cute. She walks on the other side of the bar with her friends. Her friends, I know who they are. They knew who I am. They're looking over here. They're looking at us. I think she's looking at me. She tells her friends, hey, who's that cute guy over there? And I only know this because the girls told me the story after. So this is the story they're telling me. Hey, who's that cute guy over there? They go, who, Rocky Nash? They point at me. She goes, no, his son. His son, my son. Not my real son. My little homie, he's like 25 years old. They were checking him out. She was checking him out. She was talking about him. She wasn't talking about me, and that's cool. But to say that I'm his dad, that I look that old, what on a fucking earth? Now that is mind-blowing, and I was kind of bummed out. It was funny, but I was still kind of bummed out. No, not him. I'm talking about his son. Ain't that some motherfucking shit? Happy Monday, everybody. Nashville. Hey, yo, Rock. Drop me a sick-ass beat. Let's go. Nashville episode 70 episode 70 I think we're on 70 let's go ahead and say 70 so yeah that's a true story that shit actually happened it um humbled me for one thing it was just it was a weird situation usually I'm the hot guy and I'm not hot I'm not even, I don't know why I say I'm hot I'm not hot speaking of hot guys speaking You're of hot guys hot. that is novel and I was, and I was back for today, helping me out today. Say what's up, Nava. <laughs> that story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep on oh, laughing, man. fucker. So, keep on so, laughing. So you're, you're the hot dad now, huh? I'm the I'm the dilf. I'm the dilf. You're, you're the dilf. Yeah. So it was crazy, bro. That's a crazy fucking thing. Whatever. I don't I don't mind. I don't mind getting old, honestly. Like I really don't mind getting old. I just I really at this. At this season in my life, I just think it's a blessing. Like, I see homies. I don't want to get into the whole victory outreach story or anything like that. But it's a blessing. You see homies doing life in prison, homies that passed away. And just a lot of things going on in this world today. Even COVID, people passing away from that. Um, uh, it's a, Every day is a blessing. Every year is a blessing. So, I don't mind getting old. It just... It just a, it's a gift from God, I think. You know. Amen to that. Yeah, so, I don't... For I do, sure. I think I did go through midlife crisis um a few years back when i was dating um my ex ex 
I guess you want to call it. And I think that's why maybe I broke it off, why I sabotaged the whole relationship, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so I think it was been like, because look at when I was with her, and I, I'm not going to get into a whole relationship thing right now, but I'm just saying this is part of the topic. We're just kind of freeballing it right now. When I was with her, we had our own two-story condo, and she had a good job. I had a good job. We had everything we needed. We weren't hurting for money financially. Love, we're, we're, everything was there. You guys were traveling all the time too. We, huh? we, we were traveling. Yes. Yeah, so everything was there where it was almost scary. If that makes sense. We're like, I, 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 I would tell myself like, is this it for the rest of my life? Like I'm done. I'm done. It's stupid to say like, I'm done partying. I'm done being with other girls. I'm done doing this. I'm done doing that. So that, alone scared me you know that scared me like okay that's it and i think that's like a midlife crisis where i kind of panic and i'm not saying that's why we broke up and i didn't get into that whole story but i think like midlife crisis is a thing now it's a yeah did you buy a motorcycle or a fast car i didn't i bought a um a little um smart car though remember my little sign iq a little oh, smart yeah. car you know me i fast yeah but you know me <laughs> i'm like turbo in it I'm not into um cars as much as I used to. Well, I never really was. Right now, you know, I'm I'm all about the MPG miles per gallon, so that's what I care right. about, you know. But fucking gas is five dollars a gallon, so it sucks. I need to get back in a Prius game. I did sell my Prius for a little other little car, but still no payment. But I do wanna, I do wanna get a car payment. I mean, I don't, but if I do, it's gonna be for a brand new Prius, either a Prius or like a Tesla, something like that. But right now, um, I don't wanna have a car paying for at least another year stack up a little bit more you know take it yeah that's bit. smart but I, hey that's the grown-up way right there that's the grown and sexy way right there exactly so i have been in a funk even in the podcast as far as nashville i haven't i heard from a few of my friends and i'm the type where i could take criticism i don't mind it like along along that could like grow from it as long as you're not talking shit and you're telling me for a reason where I could grow from it and learn from it. I don't mind that. You know, there's a big difference between talking shit or helping a motherfucker out. I have a few friends said, um, besides the relationship ones I did in like, in like three episodes in a, row, in a row by my ex and the sabotage and my mom and sister went on, which that was a really great episode. They got a lot of good feedback on that. But I said, you, you, you seem like you're out of your groove a little bit. These are my close friends telling me this. And I listened to them. And I think with that, I go, well, it's not that I'm out of the groove in the podcast, you know, not being funny, not snapping or doing things like that. It's just that I'm out of a groove in my life. If, you know what I mean? Like, I can't, I'm not going to come on here and fake it and give you a fake personality. I'm going to give you what I'm feeling. You know, this right. is Nashville. And if I'm not, if I'm in a rut, it's going to be a rut episode, a rut podcast. It's just, that's how it is. Like, I come on here. I don't like get all pumped up. Okay, let's go do the episode right now and and do a whole thing. I know like radio hosts like Big Boy, they gotta do that. They gotta go on radio every single day and make people laugh and put a smile on their fucking face. But I don't have to do that. If I'm sad, you're gonna know it on the podcast. If I'm mad, you're gonna know it on the podcast. If I'm happy, it's you're gonna your know podcast. it. So I'm not gonna fake it. So yeah, I was in a rut. It was off a little bit. But I've been in a rut and I've been off a little bit. And you know my situation apart. My chick was not my chick. was definitely not my chick and all that bullshit. So here we are today. I thought I'd bring Novel back for today just because I want to go back to square one. And Novel is definitely square one, step one to get back in a groove again. So 
I'm your happy place. Aww. You are not. <laughs> you're, you're definitely not my happy place. That's fucking gay. Hashtag no homo. Hashtag um, we're not homophobic. Oh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of hashtags. Yeah. Shout out to all my gay listeners out there. I, I don't know why I have so many, but it is what it is. You know. I think they started following me because of you, which is crazy. Who? The gay followers. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shout out to them. Let me tell you one thing right now, and I do want to get into it with you, so I was going to do a commercial break right now, but you know what? I just, uh, it might be a Monday commercial-free episode because I lagged it on a Friday episode and so on. Texas. Let's go ahead and get into some politics, buddy. Texas. You're always good for politics, always straightforward, no filter, novel. Texas made a law after, uh, how many, eight uh, eight weeks, I believe it's eight weeks, is it eight weeks? It's somewhere yeah. along there where you can't get an abortion. It's illegal to get an abortion. And I don't know I don't know if there's jail time with the girls. But besides the whole law as far as being as far as being like just I don't want to ask you novel if you're for abortion or against abortion. I'm not gonna go there with you. I, I mean you can. This is your podcast. Okay, novel, Maybe. are you for abortion or against abortion? Um, in that sense, like I, I would be pro-choice. Like, it's, I, I, I think you saw that I voted on your thing. I, I don't. That's I don't check who votes for what, bro. I just see the percentage. Uh, yeah, that's too. Oh, I see. When I post many. my shit, I see who, who's the dirty little motherfuckers <laughs> that are voting on that on my shit. Well, you do but sex pose, so yeah, it's different for you. Once you was horny. Pro-choice, but it 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 does go like so. I I haven't read into that. I got like so much going on right now that I'm just like I just see where people are posting. Um, so they did put a time limit on it. Then I want to say so it, it's, it's a like it's a month and a half. So, so a month and a half. It might six be six weeks. I want to say six to eight weeks. I'm I'm pretty sure that's the number right there. I'm I'm almost positive that's the number around there. I know it's like a month and a half. They say it's like two periods you're missing. So uh, no, you know what? It might be it might be ten. Weeks. It's it's somewhere belong. Cause I see somebody post about like two periods, two periods you're gonna miss, right. and they're gonna find out they're pregnant. That's not enough time to make a decision. That's what they're fighting about. As far as my thing with the abortion, I'm pro-choice, like you know, but I'm not, I'm not a girl where I'm not gonna say. It's a woman's cho- a woman's body, woman's choice. I mean, it is. It's her body. I just think it depends on the situation. As far as rape and all that kind of stuff, of course. Of course. I get it. I think if you're married, I think if you're married, the husband should have some kind of say-so. Yes, I get it. It's her body. But I think, well, I, first of all, that should be discussion before you even get married. You want to have kids, more kids or not. That should be a communication right there. Right. But I think a man should have somewhat say so. I think a man should have somewhat say so if she has a kid or not, if it's her husband or maybe even a boyfriend. And I know I know the final choice. And I said, well, the final choice is with the girl. I get it. It's her body. She'll do what she wants. But at the same time, like we can't have kids. Like guys can't have kids. So we, we can't. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I think if you're married, I think there should be some kind of say so on that. I think um, I think a man does have the choice, does have a right for her. If she don't want anything to do with a kid and have an abortion, then I think she should give it all the way to the father. And I'm probably gonna lose listeners saying that. I just think that if you're married, 
just if you're married at least, you know, maybe if your boyfriend girl yeah. for like 10 years, there'll be some, some kind of thing where the guy does have a say. So, and I'm not going to lie to you. I would, uh, I had a few chicks got pregnant with me throughout my life and a, and a few got abortions, you know, and most of them told me afterwards, you know, um, most of them way back when, when I was more into Cholo and gangs and one of the most responsible person in the world. And I, I don't want to say I kind of get it, but it is what it is. But they just say, Hey, I got a pregnant, I got an abortion. They'll tell me after. And I'm like, Oh, like, oh, right. Like, okay. I guess you're like, okay. And then one time, this was a thing going on back in the days, talking about MySpace days, where some girl I was being with, she said she was pregnant, but it was a thing going back on back in those days. I think me and you talked about it before, where girls will say they're pregnant and get like finer bucks from their man or whatever. <laughs> yeah, from and, the abortion, right? Yeah, and they did never they were never pregnant, they just kept the cash. So with that chick, I said, well. If you're getting an abortion, I'll go with you to the clinic because I want to be there, like somewhat responsible. I'll go. I'll I'll go with you to get it. She'll no, no. I just want to go by myself. I go. Well, I'm gonna go with you. She'll just send me the money. Just give me money. It wasn't sending money. Couldn't couldn't send money back then. She just wanted me to get, me give her cash. And I said <laughs> and I said no. Like I'm, if I'm go like if I'm gonna give you cash, I'm gonna go with you. And she denied it. She goes, no, never mind. Then you're being a dick. And it was one of those. That's a whole different. <laughs> that's a whole different story. But. Like a couple times, some chicks got abortions for me, and I'm not gonna play a victim here because most of the time I was kind of like, okay, cool, like ooh, I dodged a bullet. Like I'm gonna keep it real, bro. Like I dodged a bullet. Like fuck, I don't yeah. want. Like I don't want that chick be my baby's mom. Like I don't want that bitch in my life my whole life. You know what I mean? Like I sound yeah. like a dick, but I'm just I'm just being real as I can right now. So in most cases, I say, man, I dodged a bullet on that one. Thank you. Like pro choice, you know. But I think yeah, I, I get I get what you say when, when you're talking about like a married couple. Like I, I get what you say when when you say that the man should have some type of say so. Like they should have a conversation about it. She should like consider his feelings. Obviously, that's your husband at the end of the day. But at the end of the day, again, we're just two men talking about like a woman and what she should or should not do with her body. I don't think we have any say so in that. Well, at the end of the day, we don't have a say-so in that. It's, yeah, we shouldn't. Like, we shouldn't. But I think, well, you know, just, just that alone, if you're married and a girl has an abortion and you really want to have a baby, I think that's going to be a punishment for her because I think, like, at the end of the day, it's going to ruin the marriage somewhere. It's gonna, oh, for it's, sure. It's gonna, for sure. It's going to damage the marriage no matter what. But at the end of the day, I think, yeah, it's a girl's body. Do what you got to do. Like, if, that, if it's not for you, but... And this is a big but. And this is something I'm going to stand by too, Novel. Like, I yeah. get it. Like I said in the beginning of the conversation, I am pro-choice, you know? I just think there should be a limit. Like, three strikes and you're out. Like, if you're just having five abortions or you, just, <laughs> yes. you keep doing it. For fucking sure. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I really think, like, there should be a limit on a girl's abortion. Okay, like, how many are you going to get? Like, like, kick it. That's too much. So... I think, like, I, it, it, yeah, I get it, pro-choice, but I'm over here having, like, 15, 20 abortions. Yeah, but I think maybe, like, I don't know the exact number, like, maybe one, maybe one's enough. Okay, well, yeah, one abortion, it's like golf, that's your mole again. We'll give you one mole again, one fuck-up. Yeah, one fuck-up, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, one fuck-up, and that's it. carrying an abortion to golf? Well, it's like putting it in a hole, so it's the same thing. You know? Not even baseball can have three strikes, you're out? Not because on the golf you use your wood and whatever to put in the hole. <laughs> but listen, 
I think it should be a mulligan. We call it a hole again, if you want. And just like one, and that's done. One and done. You have, you have one pass, and that's it. So use it wisely. Yeah. As far as, like, once again, just coming from me, a man, which doesn't really fucking matter in the end, Yeah, it, there should be a time limit on it. There, sh- there should be. Okay, you I've shouldn't be like second trimester, four or five months pregnant, getting a fucking abortion. Like, oh, now you thought about it? No, no. It, it shouldn't. It, it, I think, a, I think it should be within a first trimester, which is three months, which is twelve weeks. I think a first trimester, that's enough time. But anything second trimester, third trimester, that's just that, they're they're already developed, bro. Like it's already developed. Yeah, at that point, you just have the baby and give them up for de- uh, adoption. Adoption. A lot of and there's a lot you know of I mean? and there's a lot of good people out there that can't have kids and they will love to adopt their baby. Like a lot of people. There's there's, there's a waiting list. I'm assuming, you know. So. Yeah, because look at look, look at it this way: if a woman is pregnant and and she's like five months, six months pregnant, anything after that. And you go and, and and that 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 woman gets murdered. That's a double homicide right there because you killed two people. Oh, really? I didn't. I did not know that. Yep. Okay. Well, well there well, you... pregnant women can drive in the in the HOV lane. I, <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did not know that. But today is Monday, and Monday we do commercial breaks. But I'm not gonna do a whole commercial. I just want to say this episode is brought to you by. Garden Bar and Grill in La Habra, Pico Rivera. Good food, good service. Be there. And it's by Transport Truck Repair. As for Gus, they fix reefers, refrigerator, any kind of mechanical with your diesel. They will fix it. Hit up Transport Truck Repair on Instagram. Also, let's go to Snap Express, whatever they are. I, I forgot their name. I don't have the paper right here, but just whatever. Hit them up. You know what? They're not even Nashville podcast. Never mind. They're um, Street Scholars sponsor so i don't have to say their name correctly <laughs> that's probably the wow. <laughs> that's probably the worst fucking promotion ever if i can do some sponsors <laughs> no the first two sponsors were good oh, the snap one you kind of yeah. dropped the ball on that Whatever. one and this one is also brought to you by victorious water it tastes so good you can't even taste it that's a good. Hey, um, that wa- that, hey, that water is bomb, though. I had it at the Street Scholars podcast. That's a good slogan I made, huh? So good, you can't yeah. taste it. But anyways, so good you can't taste it. I love the taste of water. No, let's abort the abortion talk for right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're done with that. Nava, what have you been up to? You know what I've been up to. I think a lot of people miss you on Street Scholars, and not like at least Nashville. So. What? You know what? Every time you say like, "Okay, novel's gonna be on all the Friday shows," I'm never to be heard of for like a month or two after that. Whose fault is that novel? <laughs> it's mine. I travel a lot. But we, I think, I think we have it figured out here where we can actually call you wherever the fuck you are now. I think we got to figure it out so we could do that on a Friday show at least, right? Yeah, but I I guarantee it's not going to be like that. We'll do like every two weeks. I've been... I do every week. I like every week. We just can't get our schedules to match. Yeah. When I'm working, you're 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 ready. When you're ready, I'm working or you know whatever the hell. I think I just said the same thing twice. I noticed you've been posting your son's, your kid's mom more more than usual on your regular page. Is that a that's kind of a big deal for you to do that? 
Yeah. Could you keep that? Because I'm not saying like on some like player sharing. I'm going to say on some private life shit for you. Like you just don't do it. And for you posting her now, is there like a reason why you're posting her more? Is she letting you post her? Yeah, she she letting me post her. Well, because one time, you, one time you posted her, you guys were on vacation on the island and you didn't show her face the whole time. You said, oh, because she didn't want to, she didn't want to be shown or something like that. So... I, I think that's a girl thing they're doing these days. They don't get posted on the guy's thing. Right. Yeah, I just saw something like that today, a, a meme saying I would do something, blah, 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 before I post another motherfucker. I'm like, damn, God, yeah. that must be going Every, on right now. Everybody wants to send me forward those fucking memes to me now. What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. No, nah, but you know me for a while, bro. Let's go ahead and get into this little conversation because I, I do want to know your opinion. And I haven't, believe it or not, I haven't been talking a novel as we used to talk as much, you know, I, I far as scheduled and so on and so on. We haven't, we had dinner, I think a couple, like we, we try to make, not on, Last week. and not some homo shit, but I mean, now we try to make dinner plans with each other like every other week, if we can, you know, just so we had um some, some Benny Hachi bullshit the other week. And the week before that, we had some, I picked some terrible sushi spot out and I apologize, but it used to be good. It was called Volcanoes. They had one in Pasadena, one down in downtown. But for whatever reason, we went on a bad night or something. But it was just—it wasn't good sushi at all. Hey, we made it up with the other place, the secret place, with the green michis. That's fucking amazing, dude. The green micheladas are good. Novel, nah, you know my situation. You hear all the podcasts. Am I sabotaging shit? Um, no, I, I, I don't, I don't think so. I, I think you, you did, like, probably. I give you uh, a minus on the way you handled your last relationship. I would. So I, I, I don't really think you sabotaged anything. I would give myself a D. I think I was a dick about the whole situation. <laughs> and yeah, bro. I think. <laughs> I think D I. For dick? I think like I, listen, like listen, bro. Like I said it before. I could. I, I could talk. I'm. I'm good at talking, bro. You know. I think I sometimes I believe my own bullshit, and I think uh, I think I fucked that one up. But it, it is what it is. I'm not gonna get into fucking episode seventy fucking. I'm not gonna keep on going episode over that whole fucking bullshit. I just wanted to get your take on that, what you thought about it, but you being a good friend and you're saying it wasn't my fault. I appreciate that. I think you're right. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I said you handled it good. Oh, I say it's not your fault. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I didn't say all that. I said you handled it good. For as long as I've known you, that was that was a relationship that you went like pretty much balls deep in. So only you know, and and you know how like I, I get deep with some shit. Only hey. you know how far you went down that rabbit hole, what you did and what you did not do. Only you know that. You're gonna only tell me some type of truth to the story. You know what I mean? And I only get your side of the story. I don't get the other side. I don't need to know the other side. All I all I get is yours. You know so, what? I, you know what I didn't do, and um, I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to not make this a relationship thing, but I'll just be. What I didn't do in the end of the relationship, it what I didn't do is what I did in the beginning relationship, as far as sending her packages or just to, you know it's the little things. I stopped doing that like months after, and I always preach like. If you do that the first day, make sure you do it the hundredth day. And I, I and I caught myself. I didn't realize that too. Like after we broke up, you know what? I stopped fucking doing the extra bullshit too, though. Like I kind of 
kind of got lazy. I think a lot of us, I think a lot of us get lazy in relationship. We just get comfortable, you know, and, and that's the worst thing you could do in a relationship is get comfortable and get lazy. And I think I, I did that. I mean, it's not like she, like, it just, it is what it is. It fucking happened right now. Hold on. I'm trying to, and I say this all the time, and I sound like a fucking broken record. I'm trying not to go out as much. I've been going out so fuck, like a lot, bro, a lot. I'm a social. <laughs> I see it. I'm living my life through you right now. I'm a social drinker, and I've been drinking a lot because I've been socializing a lot. But I've been going to like a local bar, just, just you know. And it's stupid because I've been working out, doing the Peloton bike, going to the gym, and I just ruined the whole workout by going to the bar. And I'm a beer guy. I just I want to get back to where everybody has their happy place, you know. I feel like I have my happy place. And I always tell everybody, I preach it and I preach it and I preach it. The happiest I ever been is when, not to be all weird about it, but I was going to church a lot. I stopped having sex. And I was going to the gym a lot. It was it was church, gym, no sex, just... I, I really focused on myself when I, you know what I mean? And I felt really good because when you go to a church, it makes you feel good inside. And when you go to the gym, it makes you feel good outside. It's an all around good, like fucking feeling. So I keep telling myself that I want to get back in a happy place where I don't want to go out. I don't want to go out drinking. I do want to, you know, not so much going to church, but reading a lot about, you know, about the Bible or books about the Bible or even just books, period. I want to get into that again. And going to the gym a lot again. Going to the gym is so stress fucking relief, bro. It's so stress relief. So I want to get back on that state of mind. I say that, and I and you know the, the thing is, I know that's the that's the route to go where I'm gonna be happy. But I don't do it. It just it's like science. It's common sense to do it, and I just don't fucking do it. It's fucking dumb. We get lazy. That's it. And then somebody says, "Hey, meet us here," and you're bored at that time, so you're just gonna pop up. Like, all right, cool. I'll see you there. You know, call the Uber, get ready, Speak, and go. Speaking of lazy, I know you're, you, you kind of pumped me up for this. I'm going to go ahead and announce it right now on the podcast. I am going to start apprenticing with lazy. Um, I, I was going to do it with you. Obviously, you're always traveling, and we can't get a really good group together, even though I learned some things from, from you already. Um, I had a long time with lazy days go, look at bro. Like I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm saying this. What he's saying, I'm not trying to be like a braggadocious or anything like that. But I could draw pretty decent. I could draw pretty decent. I could write my, my, my handwriting. I think is really good. I think it's, it could be yeah, better, but way it, better than mine. It's, it, it's, it's pretty decent. Um, so I'm gonna start apprenticing. I'm gonna give it a shot. As far as tatting, I'm gonna go in and just like why not? But I'm, I am gonna take it seriously. You know, I'm gonna take it very seriously. I'm not gonna. Not gonna just do a half-ass job and just to to be disrespectful in the industry, which I don't give a fuck what people say in the industry. And I think that's a lot of a lot of people's problem is they don't want to go after something because they're too worried about people gonna say. Like I look at look for one thing, and if anybody knows novel knows too, the tattoo industry is a bunch of gossipers. Like you don't gotta agree with me, novel, but I'm gonna say what I say because I know everybody in tattoo. A lot of people like to gossip. Fake ass. Well, I mean, a lot of them are my good friends, but so I'm not gonna say too much like that. But I've been in tattoo shops where a homie walks out the door and uh, the whole tattoo shit shop talk talk shit about him. Like, damn fool, that fool just 
chilling with you right now. Like, goddamn. Like, I, it makes you, it makes me not want to leave the shop. <laughs> like, okay, I want to leave the shop. You can talk shit about me. But besides that, I know the tattoo industry, they're pretty hard on people. Oh, like, it's pretty like old school tattoo artists. Oh, well, you need a apprentice or you need to do that. You need to do this and that. And a lot of old tattoo artists hate on new tattoo art that, you know, the new generation because they're learning so fucking fast. They're really good. They feel like they didn't apprentice long enough. They're just getting into after six months. And there's a lot of hating going on in the industry. So me, like, I wanted to get back into tatting and doing it. But not that I was worried about what people going to say, but I didn't want to be disrespectful to the industry. But at the end of the day, look, look at man. I'm gonna give it a Fuck shot. Them. I'm Fuck gonna the industry. Do and what I'm... you do. What you want. If you want to start tattooing, just do it. Don't you ain't you ain't got to do anything that the industry, the so-called fucking tattoo industry. It's not even it's not even like that anymore. It's just a bunch of people with dumbass egos out there that think they're hot shit because they're popular on fucking social media. If social media wasn't there, no one would give a fuck about them. This is so just true. do you. Just continue to do you. And the thing you about- want to apprentice, apprentice. If if you don't want to, just fucking keep practicing. Like I've been telling you. Yeah. Fuck what everybody else thinks. They're and, not paying your bills. And the thing is, as far as apprenticey, like it's not the same as shops anymore because shops ain't making the tattoo artists. Tattoo artists are making their shop now because before before social media, you would go to a good shop. Or oh, this shop has you know shops were known like there was rubes. There was Ink Slinger, Shamrock. You know, they they had these really, even like Inflictions. They had these real popular shops where you just go to that shop and go to any artist almost because you go by the shop name. Like, that's a good-ass shop. But now with social media, you don't really book through shops. You just DM a motherfucker. It's not like shops are giving you all these walk-ins, all these walk Okay, like, if you are Ink Slingers... And shout out to Brian O'Hom. He's a fucking good-ass dude, Brian Gonzalez. But if you were at Ink Slingers back in the days and before any of them had social media, if you were to Ink Slinger, that was a gold mine. You're going to have a great career. You're going to get a lot of walk-ins, and you're going to make a lot of money. But that's not the case anymore because people are booking their own appointments with their social media. So you don't need to shop to be successful anymore you don't and it's always mind-blowing and no offense to any shops out there because i know i have a lot of homies that are shop owners and no, and no disrespect to any of them but i can't a lot of these shops um you know they charge you know their, their tattoo artist 50 percent 40 percent of their work and plus 10 percent to the shop helper or management like i just as far as me personally i can't see myself giving Half of my pay, half of my paycheck to some to somebody else, you know. And no disrespect to anybody that does it, but I I've been in like I'm not a tattoo artist, but I've been in a tattoo industry a really long time, bro. A really long time. I know the in and outs, and that's just a lot of fucking fatty to give somebody. Uh, I know a shop that doesn't do that, and he's doing very well. The homie Chente. I don't want to say his prices he does, but he looks out. That's one guy that looks out. For his artists is Chente. He does a really good job looking out for his artists. He is not a greedy man. He wants to make sure everybody wins. And that's why a lot of those popular artists, those famous artists that are there, they stay there. You know what I mean? They stay there and they don't go off on their own. Another good shop owner is Fernie Andrade. This guy, Manifest, he wants to make sure you're fucking buying a house. He wants to make sure you're buying a Porsche. Like this guy, the Fernie's main concern about you is fucking. First of all, he wants to fix your credit. Let's fix your credit, my boy. 
Like, Fernie is about helping y'all financially, like, some on some real shit. Like, nah, fool, like, you need to, you need to pay taxes. Like, he's on some grown folk tattoo, you know, some, some shit. So, Fernie is another Yeah, good. next level. So, there's not a lot of shops like Fernie's or Chantez, like, shops like that are actually, like, like looking out for a motherfucker. Like, these guys are looking out for you. And I, and I, and I, and I, res- I, re- I respect that, bro. I think that's dope as fuck. I'm at, I'm at some barber shop right now. And, it, and. The owner, like, he, I just wanted a shop to cut hair that was close to my house, you know? I just want to, I want to cut hair close to my house because I do appointment only. I rarely ever do walk-ins. I really don't unless they need help. So I do, I, I book my own appointments and the owner, the cool dude, he's kind of pressuring me and pushing, keeps hitting me up. To promote his barbershop. Hey, can you promote the barbershop? Can you pass out cards? Like, one thing I'm not going to do, no disrespect to, to his shop, I'm not going to pass out cards. Like, I'm not going to do that, you know? Yeah. Um, And he go, well, can, you, can you promote the shop? Because the other barbers, you know, like, you get some get some walk-ins. You have, a, you have a big platform. But for me, like, not to sound like a greedy dude, because you know I promote motherfuckers. But I'm not going to promote something that they're not promoting themselves. And I told the owner, I go, well, look it, bro. I don't have a pro- I don't have a problem promoting your shop, or even the barbers, but I gotta see them promoting themselves first, you know. Because when I'm at the shop, these guys are sitting down watching TV, YouTube videos. Like if you like if you're gonna sit down for two hours, then go to the parking lot across the street, pass off some fucking flyers on a, on a windshield wipers or on the car or something like that. Like I just say like for any barber or any tattoo artist, like if you got a station. That station is your company. That's your company. Don't worry about the barbershop's name. It's not like that no more. It's not like that for tattoo shops or for barbershops. Don't worry about the fucking barbershop's name. Your station, that little square foot you have, that's your company. And you need to promote that company. You need to book your own appointments. You need to get people on your chair. Don't worry about putting them on other people's chair. Get your chairs fucking filled first. Get your appointments fucking booked up. And then maybe you can help out the homie. You know what I mean? So yeah. as far as that, I told Orange, well, these guys need to promote themselves, bro. They need to get out there. Like, we all start on Instagram with zero followers. We all, Everybody starts with zero fucking followers. It's not MySpace where Tom follows you. It's not like that. We all start <laughs> We all start with zero, bro. You know? It's up to you how you want to network and how you want to promote yourself. These guys, I feel like... They're not promoting themselves. You know, I had to help along the way. I had some popular friends that were like, even like high tone. He'll, anytime him or Steph will post me, I'll get like a few followers off it. You know, I have some friends that, you know, and I don't mind doing that for other people, but I got to see them doing it for themselves as well. Like your station is your company. Treat like a company. Worry about your own name before the barber's, the barbershop's name or the company name. That's the way it is these days, bro. That's just the way it fucking is. Yeah, but. It, it's like that, but it's also like people just waiting for shit to fall on their lap. No one wants to work for anything That's nowadays not- either. You know, mm-hmm. people just waiting, waiting for the paycheck to come, waiting for the handout, waiting for this, waiting for that. Like no one's out there really getting it no more. There's very few of us that are left that will go out there and make shit happen. And that's what I'm saying. And you're a fucking perfect example, bro. Like you guys think th- those of you barbers listening or tattoo artists, whatever, whoever's listening, grinding. Do you think Novel had clients when he first started tatting? You think he has clients in New York, Seattle, fucking Chicago, Denver? This guy's all over the fucking world. You think he had clients when he first started? You think he goes there and passes out? He goes, no, Novel promoted himself. Now Novel has clients 
everywhere. Novel go any fucking city or state with not one dollar in his pocket, and he's gonna get a nice hotel and could one tattoo. Like he promoting himself, if not because this tattoo. I never seen. You know what, Novel? I never seen one popular tattoo artist. Even when you at some certain shop, you at some certain shop. Doesn't matter the name. But I never seen one person ever promote you, bro. As far as the tattoo industry, nobody gave you like that golden nugget. Here you go. You know, like I think you did it. I want to say you did it on your own, bro. Like you promote yourself and look at look at your network now. As far as the tattoo industry, it's fucking amazing. And that just shows you you treated your name Novel Tattoos as your own fucking company. I just, I, I, well, I had to. I had no choice. I just stayed in my lane, and that's all I can do. I stayed in my lane, but shit, the pavement on that shit, man. I'm, I paved my own. Like I just, you know, I mind my fucking business. Talk shit here and there, but mind my business. <laughs> Be- because you took advantage of your social media, pretty much as free promotion. Yeah, I, I took advantage of everything. I took advantage of going out, networking, meeting people. Like, all right, cool talking to certain people, doing certain stupid shit that I, that I did, you know, like when I got my teeth done, I, I, I did that. I knew it wasn't going to be like, um, I, I don't know. I just knew that doing certain things just gives me a certain image and people are going to fuck with that. And I know there's not another fucking tattoo artist out there that has diamonds in their mouth. There's not so a, there's, people, well, people see that and they're like, Oh shit, I want to fuck with the guy that has diamonds. What well, not a lot of people that have diamonds in their mouth, period. You, like, <laughs> you have a $30,000 smile, bro. <laughs> Come on. You know what I mean? But so you just got to separate yourself and stay in your lane. Like, I didn't see no tattoo artist or barber or anybody do that. I saw rappers do it, you know? I, and I just was like, you know, I'm just going to do something different. The way I dress, the way I talk, the way the, the way we move, we, we move different. You know what I mean? Even you, you move different. We, we just move different. But we're out there, we're going... We getting it. We're grinding. It's nonstop with us. We're always networking. You're always out. You know, whether whether you're out for just like an hour or out the whole night, you're networking nonstop. That's why the podcast is so big. That's why street scholars are so big. That's but why we, you're um, so big as a barber. But we take a like as far as me. I know with you too as well. You know, you you help out your family a lot. But with me, it's a uh, like. To follow your dreams, I want to say, and to go after what you really want as a career, there's a um, there's not only a risk, but you got to give up a lot of things too. Like you got to give sacrifice like, is real. Yeah, like I'm back with my parents, and 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 not because I can't afford my own apartment. Like I could afford apartment. Like come on, like this, I don't care for it. It's fucking lonely as fuck. <laughs> like I don't have a, you know, for I, I I did it like a lot of my life. I just. But the yeah, the fucking the sacrifice is, is is huge because I feel like well, and I always have my long term goals and you know short term goals like short term goal like okay this episode I want to get so many views or this week on Street Scar I want to get this many subscribers you know extra subscribers right now we we know we're we're averaging we have a quota on Street Scholars where we want to get a certain amount of new subscribers every episode and we're doing pretty decent but we have long but those short term goals is going to make us reach our long term goal you know from a yes, year sir. from now so right now even with the Nashville podcast you know I had to sacrifice a lot and you know it, the, the 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 subs are going higher and higher, and it's and, and it's and the views are going higher, and it's amazing to see the progress. But it's um, 
it's definitely a sacrifice what you got to do. Like, yeah, I'm cool. Money's decent. But my ultimate goal is not the money decent. I want the money to be fucking like on some real shit, you know? Like, I told you my goals. I told you, I told you what I want to make a month. And it's very, it, and the thing, it's very possible for me to get there. I mean, the only way I can get there if my if I just suck on the podcast and people don't like it, they they they, they don't want to subscribe, which is cool. You don't gotta subscribe, but like that's on me. If they ain't subscribing, that's on me. That's something I felt short of. I felt like I didn't deliver enough from them wanting to give up three bucks a month. You know, I felt like I fucked up on that, and that's my job to say, you know what, this is a dope ass podcast. Like three bucks ain't shit a month. Let me get this right. That's my goal. You know, that's what I got to yeah. get to them. And just like you, like you charge a certain amount of tattoos, like maybe a thousand, fifteen hundred bucks a tattoo, whatever you're doing, like an all day piece. But you're like, my work is this good. I'm worth this. I'm worth this much. And I'm going to make them think that I'm make them know that that's a good price. Like, that's my price. Like, OK, I'll give you fucking a thousand bucks for this for this tattoo, because that's what you're worth. And that's what I want to be worth. So we all got to put ourselves on a certain level and we can't be like you can't. You can't go backwards and, and, and lower your price for cheap people. I mean, you could hookups because, you know, I'm your friend, Navo. Hello. You know, I'm saying for <laughs> me, but I'm saying for other people, like, you're not going to lower your price. You don't lower your standards because you earned that price. That's what you're worth now, you know? And I think yeah, and every time you cut that price, it, it cuts a piece of you because it, it really does cut a piece of your soul. Like when you when you don't charge your worth, you you, you feel that at the end of the day, no matter what you're doing. Whether you fucking fixing cars, painting houses, you know, a barber, a tattoo artist, a, a makeup artist, a nail technician, all that shit. When, when you don't charge your worth, it, you will feel it and that will bring you down and you will start to hate what you do. And and we're in this like we're in this type of business because we loved what we did at one time. I still love what I do. I get to travel. But that traveling is the sacrifice to me being able to put food on my kids table to put a roof over their head you know what i mean to take care of my other family members that i take care of like i have to do a lot in order to take care of the people that i love i do that so much and that that's I sacrifice, sacrifice taking care of myself no i like, need to take care of myself most of the time i'm too busy taking care of everybody else no you're sacrificing you not being at the table dinner table but there's food at the dinner table for your kids Maybe you're not yeah. there, but that's a sacrifice you're willing to make. But I know you're smart with your money. You're probably saving up. I know you have an ultimate plan, whatever it is. You know, I got my ultimate plan. I gotta, you know, just convince people that this is this is this is worthy. This is worthy what I'm doing. And if if you want to chase your dreams or whatever it is, something you love, then you know, then it's gonna come with a sacrifice, people. Like it's not gonna come easy. I've been there, even with the clothing store and all that shit. It's just you're the last one to get paid. In those type yeah. of situations, you're the last one to eat. You are the last one to eat. But as far as I speak, speaking of um, of eating, I guess the EDD unemployment is done. Um, this week or last week, I, I don't know when it ended. I know it ended. I I I I see people posting about it. I see a lot of people with jobs, nine to five jobs. You know, they're very blessed for having jobs, good jobs or whatever jobs. And they're kind of hating on the people that are collecting unemployment. Like, I don't see how that affects your life and how how, how hateful and miserable people are. Oh, like, like it's not affecting your lifestyle. Oh, it's my tax money. But listen, you're not going to see that tax money anyway. They're, they're going to take it out no matter what. Like... 
if they're taking your tax money out, why not go to like some homies, you know, or like, like, like it's, it's, it's going to government no matter what. So why are you mad for government giving it back to the community or to the homies? I know you're hating because you're working and they're not working. I get the whole thing. You're just kind of, you're bitter. You're bitter about it. And my thing is, for instance, my nephew, um, he had a couple, he's been collecting the EDD for since the pandemic or whatever, which is cool. Um, he had a couple of job opportunities to work at some part-time or just some minimum, you know, I think minimum wage is 15 bucks an hour now in California at least. And yeah, he had which a couple, is crazy. Yeah, but he had a couple <laughs> opportunities to work this. But from when he was getting unemployment, it's more money than that. It's more money than 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 a minimum wage job. Or he's gonna get weak after you get taxed and everything. Like even if it was a couple hundred bucks cheaper, he's gonna be unemployment. That's still better than working. Like like like, and his parents are so mad at him. You need to get a job. He's like, why I'm making more money staying home. And the whole it was a whole argument. I don't get too personal with that, but I just think like, why do you want him to work? He's getting paid to stay home. Like let him. He's only twenty one. Like let him enjoy this little year unemployment, free money. Like I don't see why that was such a huge issue. He had this whole life to fucking to stress about a job. You know. Yeah. I know. I get us forty year olds that are collecting it too. But fuck it, dude. Like if the government give you a year off. And you know, and, and the EDD—they're not paying you enough to pay your apartment rent on your car bill. It just—you know—they're not. It's not that much money where you could just have a career off the unemployment. But I'm saying the government give you like a year off just to kick back and then, fuck, dude—you have your whole life to work. I mean, retirement now is like seventy was sixty-two, sixty-five. I think it's seventy now. Like, let a motherfucker yeah. take. Let a motherfucker take a year off. No, for uh, no, what's it called? Social Security. Uh, yeah, Social Security. So that's just supposed to end. There's talking yeah, about it ending in like 2032 been, or some shit like that. Yeah, they've been talking about that. So my thing is like, I don't why I don't know why you got. First of all, you, you people with the like, regular jobs, good for you. That's amazing. That's really like I, I think it's dope. And some of you love your jobs, and I think, I think that's dope because not everybody could be like a. I don't want to say entrepreneur. I, I hate that fucking word. It just sounds. I hate that word because I feel like social media ruined that word. I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah. I go, no, you're not. You're not on. And it's even people like people want to, you know, they want to get their, I'm not stealing anybody's dreams or anything like that, but I know like people will start their own clothing brand up and they, they print out like a dozen of t-shirts of one fucking one image, one design. And their Instagram, they'll say CEO of fucking this company. I go, you're not the CEO, bro. Like you gotta, it's, it's like, stop. With the CEO bullshit, <laughs> or they'll put on the bio owner of this clothing company. I go, you're not fool. It's not a real like not a shit on you or anybody's dream, but just take it easy a little bit with that shit. And like everybody wants to be entrepreneur, and I think that's amazing to follow your dreams. I, unless you're like a a rapper that's just not gonna make it, then you need to stop. You know, <laughs> but but at the same time, at the same time, and I tell us to everybody. I feel like the podcast game is a new rap game. Everybody has a podcast now. Everybody's doing podcast. I don't give a fuck who you are. Before, I mean, the rap game was a little bit different because mostly guys did rapping or this guy or this guy did rap. But now with the podcast, it's moms, it's aunts, theas, it's everybody. And some are good, some aren't. But I feel like podcast is a new rap game. Yeah, 
I really feel like it's a new rap There's game. There's going to be a lot of people out there with podcasts. Everyone wants to start a podcast. And I don't blame them. Like, every, everybody wants to be heard, which is cool. Like, you want to do a podcast. And me and you were always good about that. Me and you never talk shit about people starting podcasts. Me and you me and you always been good. Like, we even help motherfuckers out to yeah, start a podcast. We help, I don't, like, I don't hate on it. I'm just saying it's a new rap game now. Like, you know, like, I feel like sometimes, and, and a lot of my friends introduce, oh, you know, Rocky, like, I'll be at a bar where I'm at, all the food with a podcast, and I feel embarrassed when they introduce me as right? that. And they, <laughs> and they always do it. I go, no, don't say I have a podcast. Don't say I have a podcast because it's, like, embarrassing because if, if they did if they never heard of my podcast, go, oh, God, it's got a podcast. They never heard of it, then it sounds retarded. It's, it doesn't even sound cool. It's like, introduce, oh, this is, my, this is my homie. He's a rapper. Like really, I like, fucking heard it in your fucking song. So for me, <laughs> it sounds it sounds embarrassing to when I get introduced as a podcast. But um, we're fortunate that we are kind of known off our podcast. We got blessed very well on it, and we're doing we're still doing it. I'm I'm doing it obviously more with the Nashville and Street Scholars and the Nooner. I have a lot of shows going on. Um, but yeah, the podcast is definitely the new rap game and. If you're my homie listening, don't introduce me as a podcaster. <laughs> just don't, bro. Just don't do you it. You know what it is? Is I think um, I think you and I know what it took to build it. Uh-huh. You know, and not everyone just sees it like, oh, we just talk into a mic, we speak our feelings, and then we just like put it out for the world to hear. Like, no, man, we had a lot of trial and error, and I think we talk about this, or I talk about this a lot with other people too. Is like. It sounds easy. Yeah, you could go to the store, pick a computer up, uh, get some mics, and press record. But, man, the trial and error that you and I had with all the episodes we never put out or just from the beginning, the time, the money, the blood, sweat, and tears, like, this shit ain't easy. So when we hear people like, oh, yeah, we started a podcast, we're like, all right, that's cool. That's cool. Well, how far are you going to take it? It's like, oh, yeah, when I hear people like, oh, yeah, I'm going to start tattooing. Not you. Don't. Don't trip. I'm not talking about you. <laughs> I don't but care, like, bro. They, Go ahead. They, they don't put the work in. Yeah. They're just like, oh, yeah, I can draw. So I'm just going to tattoo. It's yeah. like, nah, I see you. When you're with me, you're drawing, you're writing, you're, you're tattooing the fake skin. Like, you're doing it right. You're doing, like, a mini true apprenticeship, you know? I, I don't have a big old shop that I'm gonna be making you fucking make needles and all that shit like yeah. I like I learned. But you're doing everything right. You're drawing. You're setting up. You're you're learning how to be uh, like how to sanitize shit. You know, like you're learning the right way, the correct way. Other yeah. people just like, oh, I want to do it, and then they go try and they fail, and then. But they, people get you, as far as the tattoo world, people go so people get so infatuated. Because the tattoo artist lifestyle looks to me, it is amazing. For most of my tattoo artist friends, you guys make pretty fucking decent money, bro. You guys do what you guys want, cash money. You guys look cool. You're tatted up. So as far as the lifestyle, I think more people are chasing that lifestyle because before that was like, yeah, you guys speaking of rapper, you guys are new are the new rappers now. Like there's some fucking famous tattoo artists there, you know. Like it's a a tattoo is a lifestyle. As far as podcasts. Like, me, Novel, and as far as this episode, we just fucking, there's no topics today. I, I did bring up the abortion topic because that was in the back of yeah. my mind and because I did a poll on it yesterday about it. So, about this whole conversation we're having, we just, well, this is all freestyle and you, and you might be able to tell it's freestyle, but I tell everybody that if you can't talk and improvise things, it's not going to be a good podcast. Like, and most of the time, you know me, if you go on my phone, 
You seen? I mean, I got notes and notes and yeah, notes. Yeah, you are noted up. I have notes of shit that happens because, um, about shit that happened in Vegas or where, wherever I'm at a bar. If something f- funny happened at the bar, I'll, I'll write down my phone. And people, what are you doing? I go, I'm taking notes. What happened? They're, oh, what the fuck? I go because you need to come prepared on the episode. Like I already know what I'm gonna say. So for for most of my episodes on Nashville, most of the time. It when, especially when when it's just me. When it's just me, I need to have my notes and my outline. I have to. It just yeah. You got topics and you go down the line. Yeah, and then I'll, I'll improvise. I'll freestyle off the topics, but I'm keep I'm staying on that topic. So it's not something where you just sit down and just ramble on the mic. It's I mean it's not that it's not that easy. And you'll tell you'll tell on the episode with other people where it's kind of ranting and talking about what the like what like what this topic like what are you guys talking about kind of deal you know like it's kind yeah, of yeah your head just so damn heavy at the end of it like even go back to like street scholars episode one season one episode one like we had that was a good ass topic you know about me stripper, you about me and you planned that like yeah we, we met the stripper at we met the stripper at the strip club obviously and then we kind of knew she was coming on so we prepared ourselves pretty much for that episode even though we prepared it we like we knew it wasn't me about like i had we, we had like our genuine our question we wanted to ask, and we just went off of that, you know. So yeah, we went to the coffee shop and started jotting down, yep, jotting down uh, questions and topics, and that's that's how you go. You, we, we were literally like situated with how we were gonna do everything. Yeah, we got it down. I we were ready to go. Me and novel used to go before every episode. We would go like twice a week to the coffee shop, and we'll go over notes. We're gonna talk about it, who our guest is. We'll do our homework, our outline, our questions. We would have pre. We have so many questions, pre questions, that we would, and we don't do this anymore in street street scholars at all. But we would get like our our questions. We would text or email our guest the question when to ask them. So when they're on the show, they're prepared to yeah. answer those questions. And so when they when they answer that question. It was a good answer. It wasn't like a small talk. It was like a really long answer, and it was good. And that's why season one and season two was so successful because we really went into it and we really prepared ourselves. I haven't done that in quite some time, bro. I haven't, I haven't done that in a really long time as far as sending our guests questions and doing that stuff. And maybe you can see it now. Maybe you can't. But I feel like I don't need to do that because with G-Money, Aris, and they talk a lot, we're we don't even have time to do that when it just it's a it's a more improvised show and not that g money and amaris they don't they don't do, they do their homework they everybody does their own homework on the guests and prepare their own questions for the guests you know that's that's up to you you know how they want to do it but you know what novel we're fucking an hour into this i i don't know how we went so fucking long but i'm glad we did bro it's it's always easy chopping it up with you on fucking on any podcast i feel like i'm at home not to sound all gay, but when you're on the podcast with me, it just sounds sounds natural, sounds easy. It's fucking, it's good. I wish you really could commit to the Friday shows. I mean, we need to figure that out somehow because this was a freestyle show. Trust me, we novel actually talk and have a coffee meetings and do some outline and do some fucking shit. It's a heavy, heavy duty show. We're in a rock and roll, baby. Yeah, that's what we do it. So we'll talk more about that off air as far as getting you on here more. I would love to. You make my job a lot easier if you could. Um, because on Mondays, <laughs> well, hey, we'll, we'll do a Thursday. Yeah, I I'll mean, be in, I'll be in New York Thursday. I don't have a, I don't have a nighttime appointment, so I'll be ready whenever you are after uh, six. Okay, we do that. I'll get some topics ready. But as far as Mon- this is the way I want to do before we leave. My Monday show, I wanted to be me, 
in my personal life, it's like my own reality TV show almost, but on podcasts. It's more me, my personal views. If I'm ranting, I'm talking about my dating life, whatever I'm talking about, it's the Monday show. It's That's Nashville, Nashville, you know. On a Friday episode, I want to keep it with you, guests, whatever, and just talk about other shit, you know, just to mix it up a little bit. That's my ultimate goal. Every other Wednesday, and this Wednesday, we're hoping, we are hoping this Wednesday, it might be a Thursday show because it was Labor Day, but we do want to get another episode of my mom and my sister. But this time, yes. <laughs> by this time, it will not be about me. It'll be about whatever the fuck they want to talk about. And I'm going to let them give it a shot and see how they do without talking about me on their own shit, whatever they want to talk about. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> if it goes good, we'll have them on again. You know, if anything, I want to have them on at least twice a month on a Wednesday, like every other Wednesday. That'll be the, the, the thing what I would want to do. But we yeah, are, those are two that need their own podcast. I, I'll say that from the bottom of my heart. They need their own podcast. Yeah, you're not saying that because my mom makes you your own special enchiladas, huh, bud? <laughs> <laughs> All right, now good talking to you, man. Safe travels. All right. All right. You guys take care. All right. That was novel. Novel's always good to have on a show. Like, I haven't talked to Novel in a long time. Not that we're not close anymore. He's just traveling. He's never home. I've been so busy doing my fucking bullshit over here. So, I mean, I used to with Novel every single day. So, me and we had these great conversations. The reason why we got a podcast together. Um, Yeah, man. So, it was good having him on the show. I do want, I definitely want to have him on a lot. Especially now, I feel like he's not, he's not, he's not filtered anymore. Before he'll he'll watch what he said for whatever reason. He's going through some things in his life. By now, I don't think he gives a fuck what he says. I don't think he cares what you think about him anymore. I just think he says fuck everybody, and I think he kind of means it now. Anyways, Nashville episode seventy, man, seventy episodes. Thank you for everybody for tuning in. Thank you for everybody that's subbing. Thank you for everybody following. I appreciate. You. Every single one of you, man. I really fucking appreciate that shit. It means a lot. Um, I'll see you guys. Well, I think Wednesday it might be my mom and sister. Friday, I'll see you guys again. And I'm gonna get back. I'm gonna get back in my groove, guys. I know I I I said I fell off, but hey, man, my life's been not that it's falling apart. It just I haven't been in a mood just to do funny shows or just. I mean, you don't wanna be all depressed, but I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you who I am. And if I'm feeling some kind of fucking way, you're going to know it on an episode. Sorry, they can't be funny all the time. Or whatever the fuck. So anyways, anybody, Nashville episode 70. See you guys later. Late. <laughs>